This guy was obsessed with Elon Musk. He picks a first date at the uh, Beverly Plaza Hotel. Very expensive. When someone goes too hard on the first date, it means they just want to bang. Right. So they want to like just go all out so then I feel guilty about how much money they spent and then I give them an obligatory wank. But like I'm too old to not see right through it. So I'm like, oh yeah, I don't give a shit. Oh, you want to spend $1,000 on this date? Like that's your choice, buddy. That's not on me. But right before dinner... He wanted me to go in the hot tub with him. I found out after the, the going out to the improv that he had gotten a room at the hotel. That's why he had access to the hot tub. Mm. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all you monogamists, you vanilla tits, all you dudes who are into chicks with hairy armpits. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome back. If you're not, we're back again on this hump day, bringing you sex-positive conversations for nine years. Thanks to those of you who've been giving me shout-outs in your Instagram stories, who've been tweeting the link This week on the show, I've got on comedian Kat Alvarado. She shares some funny dating stories. We talk monogamy, and she shares some uh, some cultural thoughts on sexuality and protecting the jewels. Going to share that conversation just a little bit, but first, uh, anyone catch your boy in the New York Times? Hey, what a weekend. The fantastic Jason Zeneman at the New York Times uh, did a full feature story on the naked comedy shows that we're doing over at Hacienda in Bushwick. And wow, wow. Uh, (laughs) Just, whoa, I've never gotten so many text messages to be like, Billy, I'm looking at you naked right now. Kind of. There's like a head very artistically blocking the you know what. Uh, Yeah, it it was in the Monday print edition. It was a glowing review. I was really happy with it. Zeneman has been writing about stand-up comedy for the New York Times for like over a decade. I remember when he started doing that, and I've just always wanted to have something that was worth his attention. And um, not only was it worth his attention, but I'm glad like he, you know, he approved. He didn't say, Billy, you should quit comedy. Because if he did, I'd have to take it under consideration. He is the comedy critic for the New York Times. Uh, but so those New York Times, though, their socials team did an Instagram post and that post blew the fuck up. Man, people get really upset about naked people. A lot of people get really excited about naked people, but like an insane amount of people get angry about naked people. I thought I'd read a few of the funny comments from uh, the Instagram post. The thing had like over like 140,000 likes. It's got over, it's got almost 4,000 comments. I can't read all of them to you. I I I think I maxed out on my number of replies because at some point Instagram said I I couldn't reply anymore. 
<laughs> okay, so this one was fun. Uh, Bob Destry Hilgenberg, he wrote, This is exactly how the demise of Rome went down. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah, Every everyone caught that day of history class. Everyone knows that Rome fell when Germanic tribes sneak attacked their troops during a naked open mic. It's exactly how Rome fell. Funny enough, he's not the only person to say this is why Rome fell. We're invoking Rome? Okay. Only one Tanja wrote, uh, there's nothing like wokeness here. This is absolutely madness. Oh yeah, by the way, the most, the angrier the Instagram comment, the worse their spelling and syntax was. Delightful. Okay, there's nothing like wokeness here. This is absolutely madness and you should take them to a hospital for further checkups. Seems like someone needs their funny bone check, Tanya. Hey, uh, multiple, like a, like a surprising amount of people, including Bryson Mosses, said, ban this instead of drag shows. A lot of variations of that. Ban this instead of drag shows. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Drag shows are getting banned, but this is okay. All, a, lot, a lot of that. I feel like a lot of people with opposing ideologies were coming together to be like, this is clearly worse than a man in a dress. Imagine being chill with drag shows, but against the naked comedy show. And if that wasn't confusing enough, there was one singular man, one very confusing Muslim who goes by Shazar Max 24. And I say Muslim just as a descriptor, because like he, he was making sure in many of his comments to tell us that he's Muslim I'm just saying he wanted us to know this about himself. Okay. Uh, but Shazar said, kind of counteracting all the ban this instead of drag shows, folks. He said, to those who say to ban this instead of drag shows, being naked is a form of art. Pornography, everything, it's art. I'm giving I'm giving this man like the accent of a of a hippie in the 70s who's like kind of crossing his 50s. He's still hip, but he's starting to like vocally sound old. Simple as that. Pornography, everything. It's art. Simple. People need to express themselves freely. Drag shows is not art. It's a gender ideology concept designed to ruin all the kids out there with thoughts to switch gender, which is not normal. But let them tell their naked jokes. So now imagine being pro-naked comedy, but against drag shows. People are interesting. Another dude, Jim Boreal's 22, said just the word Democrats. Yup. And uh, and the, the the last one I'll read y'all that I liked was a uh, Draguda commented, "What's next? Walking naked in the supermarket? <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't think we're gonna make that jump, but we could we can work on it. It's gonna be more of an incremental step process than like naked stand up in an orgy basement to casually walking around the supermarket." Holding a cucumber but in front of your schlong and yelling out to your buddy, yo, Mark, yo, Mark. Hey, yo, Mark, look, man. Hey, yo, oh, look. Hey, it's not that big, though. <laughs> right? Hey. 
And I would not support uh, naked supermarket shopping. It's far too easy to steal the carrots if you think about it hard enough. So uh, I have a link to the New York Times article in the show notes. Uh, I'll also put a link to the Instagram post if you want to go through those comments. Oh, and then on Monday morning, like New York One News, which is the local New York City news thing on Spectrum. And like no one knows what that is, but like it is New York City street cred. The next Naked Comedy Show at Hacienda is June 16th. Tickets will go on sale next week. And if you want to keep up to date with all of my stand-up dates, even the one with my pants on, mostly ones with my pants on, uh, I always list those in the show notes of these episodes because I do not want to get my shit together and really like get this website finished. So go check that out. I got some fun like bar shows and, and stuff coming up uh, in June. Including next Wednesday, by the way. I'll say I am at Easy Lover next Wednesday at 9 p.m. I think it's free. Just throwing that out there. But the most important show dates, you all know this, right? We all know that it's coming up in, in just over two months. Man Whore Con. Yeah. The more weekend passes we sell, the more hyped and excited I get. And we've got a good crew coming together uh, August 3rd through August 6th here in New York City. We have already surpassed the ManhorCon 2017 attendee numbers. So, like, this is legit. This is not just going to be a few of us sitting around uh, one table together. So, this, this, we're, we're having a party. We have, uh, we, we have officially, we have four rooms left in the ManHor quarters. But, uh, but there's several people sniffing around, so those might get snatched up soon. Uh, email me if you want details on that. But yes, ManhorCon 2023, it's happening. And this is the final week you can get a discounted weekend pass for listening to the intro. And it's real easy, because all you have to do is you have to uh, click the link in this show notes. Because starting in June... There will be no more discounted weekend pass. But anyways, if you if you click a link that I email or if I post on social media, that's a full price weekend pass. If you click the link here in the show notes, it's a discounted weekend pass. I, I want to reward you for listening to me speak. Come hang out with your fellow fan whores. Come, uh, come party with yours truly. Come check out some fun events. We're going to go to the nude beach. We're going to have a good fucking time. Before I bring on Kat Alvarado, uh, let's do a quick fan or appreciation moment. Yes, because I need to thank the people who are making this podcast happen on Patreon. Shout out to all of you who've been showing up and joining my Patreon, who have been saying, Billy, I support you. Here's a couple dollars to stuff in your G-string. I'm saying thank you. I say toda. I say gracias. I say uh, thank you in many other languages. Prego, because I'm 300... 56 days in my Duolingo. So this week, I want to say a big thank you to Foxy Jones. BX, BX, BX. Thanks for supporting the podcast up at the top of the 456, wherever you're at. It's much appreciated, hon. Uh, and thank you for throwing down. And you too can become a member and feed a hungry podcaster for just seven cents a day. Cue Sarah McLaughlin, quick cure. I don't have the rights to it. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Just imagine, just in your head, I want you all to hear in the arms of an angel. 
not going to improvise more lyrics because I can't sing. But for just two bucks a month, you can support a, uh, a, a an indie podcaster. And if you want some uh, bigger and better rewards, you can throw down even higher. Become a member today. Support the pod you love at patreon.com slash podcast or download the Patreon app and find me on there. All the links to anything and everything you need, folks, are in the show notes, okay? No need to post, hey, does anybody know the link to the... It's in the show notes. I put it there every week. Don't worry. Patreon, Manorcon Weekend Past, my bookshop.org link, all of it. It's in the show notes. You know what's also in the show notes? Your gateway to Cat Alvarado, a very funny stand-up comedian. She has a new album out. It's called Off White. I listened to it on the way to Trader Joe's. I laughed. I think it is worth your time. I think you should check it out. Cat came uh, in. Cat, cat is. <laughs> cat seemed a little shocked by me and or my bedroom. The entire time we're doing the episode, like I feel like I she wasn't really making a lot of eye contact with me, but it was partially because she was like looking around my bedroom at all the like decorations and slut shit. I didn't have the heart to tell her what kind of autographs were on my Susan Sarandon poster. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> like afterwards, she's like, it's just a lot of, you know, it's it just was like, I think it was just a lot for her. And it was kind of fun. I hope you enjoy some, uh, some dating stories and dating philosophies from me and Kat Alvarado. I did have a phase where I was testing it out. I say I'm bi, but non-practicing. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I don't keep kosher. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, I've i been a unicorn, and I've also briefly dated a woman, and then I realized I want to end up with a guy. Mm. And I, I, I respect women too much to waste their time, so I don't want to waste any woman's time. I feel like women's time is very valuable, especially if they want to have <laughs> kids one day. So I'm like, look, I'm not going to use you for my pleasure as a woman because I like titties. Like, right. no, go find your soulmate, girl. Like, do it. You do live your life. I'll find mine, and let's not let's not fuck around. Sure, but you go out on a Friday night. It's like it's not wasting my time if it's like twelve hours. That's true. They're like, you, you can have twelve <laughs> hours of my time, uh, curious straight girl. It's potentially, but, but I do feel like there's too many women who will pretend that they're okay with a hookup when they're not okay with a hookup. And I know that cause that's me. I'm definitely that woman who'll mm. be like, this is fine. This is fine. And then really I like, I'm in love with this person. Is that why you're meeting the mom and the sisters after a month of dating? Cross yeah. Country? I think he and I are crazy in the same way. Okay, cool. Yeah. I hope that works out. Thank you. I hope so too. <laughs> We're both like Catholic ba- in our backgrounds. Like he's Italian Catholic. I'm Latino Catholic. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, let's run away and get married. No, it's very <laughs> similar types of Catholic. Very loud, good food. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you want to start the podcast? Oh, we're like, in. All right, we're in Oh, it. we're in Okay. It. We're, okay. Here, we're, we're here with comedian Kat Alvarado. I do the annoying Mark Marin thing where I'm like, let's just, we'll <laughs> see when, we'll see when I'll introduce her. Okay, then. <laughs> we are we are here yeah i wanted because i was like what was that like what was we the... started talking and then we're like wait this is good this is good yeah we're talking about clean shows before we were talking about clean shows until you said like you briefly dated a woman and i'm like fuck comedy for a moment was let's talk about that journey what, what was that before or after the divorce that was after the divorce it was long after the divorce it was long after yeah like like years two months ago uh you're no, like <laughs> it was i want to say 2017 was my uh my little exploration phase yeah yeah 
yeah, I mean, I always like wanted to explore. And then my friend was like, do it. Like, stop talking about it. Go do it. This is a guy friend, of course. He's okay. like, stop talking. Like, are you talking about it just to like, you know, mess with me? Or are you actually, do you mean it? And I was like, you know what? I fucking mean it. And so I, I went after it. And I was like, this isn't about this guy or that guy. I even mm. didn't even really talk about it to anybody. And I just was like, let's see where it goes. Was the guy who was instigating you someone you were hooking up with? At the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then we stopped hooking up. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting line from Billy. Are you just saying this to like mess with me? As in well, like to we, turn him we on We stopped or hooking up. Like he he was like, let's just be friends. Because okay. he was like way kinkier than me. Okay. And I'm very vanilla. I'm boring. Okay. I'm so boring. Um, And uh, so he's like, we can't see each other. We're not compatible. And then we started talking about this subject. And he's like, are you just saying it so that you can get back with me? Or do you mean it? And I was like, you know what? I do mean it. And I'm not even going to tell you about it. I'm just going to go do it. Wait, was hooking up with women something that he needed from you to like... No, he needed to like hit me with chains and shit. Oh. Like it was bad. It was okay. like, I mean, not bad. Let's not kink shame. It was <laughs> bad for, for me. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> it's just, intense. It can be real intense. Sometimes I see bruises and they'll show them with such pride. And they'll be like, oh my God, look at this bruise I got like the other day. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's great. Good. I'm I'm happy you're happy about this bruise. It's like I start like staring at the face, be like, "How do you really feel about this this bruise?" I'm not convinced that all women who claim they're into pain kinks are truly into pain kinks. Sure, but I'm also I'm not, not I'm convinced not that all sold. the women who say they're not kinky are actually not kinky. I think a lot of people True. are, you know, not honest about what they're into and not into sexually. I agree with that, and I got to give. Um, some past dudes I've I've dated a lot of credit for like how they dip their toe in the water to judge if a woman is truly into it. Because mm-hmm. like I feel like the asshole way to go about it would be to just like do the kink and then the girl feels obligated to go along because she has feelings, right? But I I think I've been fortunate enough to date like good guys who will just like dabble a little bit, like note my pain tolerance and then be like, mm-hmm. we're not it. Yeah, it's like your max <laughs> is a two. <laughs> yeah i'd say my max probably a one and a half but that's just not me everybody's different but yeah. like i'm so i'm an emotional person like i want to have that connection and look deeply into their eyes like i think my kink is monogamy mm. honestly to be like we own each other which is bizarre and capitalistic <laughs> and but yeah it's like you're mine i'm yours and this is it and if anybody fucking looks at you i'm gonna beat the shit out of them like my boyfriend and I were watching um, Yellowstone. He took me to like a mm-hmm. Yellowstone, um, like the show, like a marathon. I, I had never seen it before. And it just happened to be an episode where okay. Beth and Rip, they're like the main couple. Um, some chick hits on Rip. They're, Beth and Rip are married. Is she, Rip Kevin Costner? No. Okay. He's like some younger guy with a beard. Um, and my boyfriend was like, you and me are like Beth and Rip, which is honestly kind of a backhanded compliment now that I've watched the show. She's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but some chick hits on Rip and then Beth like basically breaks a bottle over her head and the whole bar ends up fighting. And I'm like, low key, yeah, though, I am Beth. <laughs> I'm like, you, you picked that out. Yeah, that's me. It's terrible. But like, there's all kinds of kinks and maybe ownership is indeed a kink in itself. Well, what does monogamy signify to you? 
for me, monogamy is about emotional stability. It's about knowing what's going to happen tomorrow and the day after that. So there, that's one big There's thing. no other unknowns besides like I mean, obviously what comes there, into play with sex? Like There are unknowns yeah. always, right? But I feel like there's a lot more certainty and stability and emotional safety. Mm-hmm. And just like knowing like me and this person are together and we're going to keep being together. And I like that instead of kind of like the adventures and misadventures of like kind of balancing multiple partners and you care about one, but you know that they're seeing other people mm-hmm. and then you're always wondering like, but am I the one that they like the most? Or like, do they like this other person the most? Am I okay with that? Maybe I'm okay with that. But then your feelings change. You're like, I'm not okay with that anymore. And you're just like up and down and up and down. And it's exhausting. Well, there's all different ways to do non-monogamy, but there's True. also the thing where like, you're like, well, I just want to know we're going to be together. And I'm like, monogamy is not really working out. Uh, it's not a guarantee either. It's, oh, 100%. <laughs> neither is non-monogamy. You know, like, People break up all the time for all the reasons. For a period of time, you're at least committed to each other and committed to working things out. And there's like an emotional base yeah. that in in a perfect world, you have that. And like, I know my parents have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, with their second marriages. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> right. Well, because it's again, because I think, I think, my, you know, my, and I, I'm, so I'm not, I'm, I promise I'm not trying to like have an argument. Uh, no, but, but just the idea is like, I always hear people use the word commitment when they're talking about monogamy. And I go mm-hmm. like, no, you had like an agreement for this one specific part of, of a, a relationship, whole, which is like, yeah. I won't touch other people. Mm-hmm. But like, that's not to me the all encompassing part about commitment where people go like, they use the word faithful. But I was like, that's, Faithful doesn't mean sexual uh, fidelity. It just means like you're faithful means like you are faithful to whatever agreement we made, whatever the agreement. That's is. true. But I think there's something about monogamy that like any kink, like sometimes a certain thing sparks joy to mm. borrow from Mary Kondo. And maybe for some people, it sparks joy to get beaten the shit out of. Totally. And I think for me, there's something about ownership Mm-hmm. Where like where I'm his property and I'm not anyone else's property, mm-hmm. like that does turn me on. Yeah, I'm his. I'm only his. Like double down. Like this. I'm like mark your territory, baby. Like this is this is us. Yeah, it's mark your territory hot. all over my chest. Just mark it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I love I love fidelity, which is like really silly. It's like I don't know. How well, it's not fidelity. Take... If it's your thing, it doesn't That's, have to be silly. Just because it's, it's not. It's like yeah. I, I say like own I it. Just, you don't person. have to. You don't have to downplay just because it's not the uh, the thing that they're talking the about on Mashable. You know, it's like yeah, I, I like my kink is like the lamest kink. It's well, just don't worry, being we're still the person. minority. <laughs> we are no, no, all this non-monogamy sluts. Like we are still the minority in this society. So like, you do not have to think uh, you're not cool. And this is the thing. <clears throat> I hear people go like, oh, like I'm not cool because of this. I'm like, that doesn't make you not cool. You know, I think I think non-monogamy. It's not for everybody, and you sound like white, like an old white person who's not into rap music. Like I know I'm not cool, but it's like that doesn't mean you're not cool. You just don't <laughs> like this thing that the young people are doing. I think you have to have a high threshold for ambiguity, mm-hmm. and and for like sitting comfortably in the unknown with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are better at that than others. I know I'm someone who's like way too anxious mm-hmm. and like scared and and insecure to ever do it. I would just be so triggered all the time. I just know I would be. How'd you meet this one? Uh, online, actually, on okay. uh, the League dating app. Oh, you're on the League. Yeah, we fancy. Okay. For those who don't know what the League is, Please. it's one that's connected to your LinkedIn profile, and they scan it and they decide if you're bougie enough or successful enough to be on the app. I mean, really, I think they're just trying to like 
weed out broke people. It's it's kind of elitist, not going to lie. Yeah, no, and we were both sick of the apps. We were both about to delete ours. Like I was going to mm-hmm. start doing maybe like speed dating events. I was like, these things don't like apps don't work. You need to meet people in person. Like, yeah. That was what I was telling myself. I'm like, okay, one more batch. And like, meanwhile, him on the other side of LA was like, okay, fine, my last batch. And then we matched and then we kind of clicked our dogs match. Like both our dogs what? have like gray faces with white bodies okay and so my opener was like hey our dogs match let's run away together and get married and he's like haha that's forward and (laughs) but he's like also i have a ring in the drawer Uh, (laughs) exactly (laughs) hi i'm crazy you seem crazy let's be crazy together (laughs) for sure (laughs) i always say this everybody's crazy you just have to find the person who's crazy in your same way or compatible ways you've been together a month how many like how many nights of the last 30 days have you all spent together? Or, or how many days of the last 30 days have you seen each other? Oh, my God. So many of them. I feel like Did I you could... say more than half. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I God. think like every week, maybe we've spent three days apart per week. That's wild. Have you always dated in that way? No. Interesting. It's usually been like just, you know, really taking our time and like months will go by before it's like, are we in a relationship or not? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like we'll see i feel like it's too soon like it's always like up in the air it's not official i'm like still on the app swiping and they're probably still on the app swiping like just uh and then um i mean when i've been in a relationship it's like it is a relationship like i was dating somebody long distance who lived out here for a while okay and that one was pretty like all of a sudden but it was still long distance so it wasn't this intense yeah um what makes this guy so different when he knew he wanted to be with me, it was like like we had our first date on a Saturday and that night I went home and he's like, when can I see you again? Yeah. And I was like, I'm free Monday. He's like, let's do Monday. And then are you free on Wednesday? I was like, yeah. He's like, let's do Wednesday and then let's do Sunday. I was okay. And then Sunday, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And it was so refreshing because like the guy, the two guys before him that I was kind of talking to, there was one in November mm-hmm. We went on two dates. They were like three weeks apart. And then he was like, I don't know. There's another girl I was seeing before you and I kind of want to see where things go with her. And then he reached out like eight weeks later and he's like, do you want to hang out again? But I'm actually going to be out of town. So it's just- it Wishy-washy language. So wishy-washy. Which that signifies what to you? He might like me, but not enough. Right. It doesn't have enough gas in the engine to go the distance. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd agree. And the other one, we hung out once in January, once in February, and once in March. Mm. But he texted me every day. But he was like too busy to meet. Like work was always coming first. And I'm like, I feel like that's a yellow flag. Like he mm-hmm. might be a good person, but I feel like he's not in a in a space where he has room for a girlfriend. Yeah. And then this guy just was like, boom, I'm into you. Let's do this. And I was like, fuck yeah, you're really hot. And decisive. And decisive. And I'm like, yeah. And it feels good for someone to want you like that. To just be like, you are exactly what I've been looking for. Get over here, girl. And he says he's not normally like that. I mean, who knows yeah. what the truth is? Everybody lies. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll take his word for it. And um, yeah. And of course, when I told the other guys like, hey, uh, um, I have a boyfriend now. They're like, that was like overnight. What the hell? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? You shouldn't have uh, been so wishy-washy. That's or okay. they were wishy-washy because like they didn't, 
you know, it wasn't that strong for them either. And it's like, yeah. well, oh, she's someone like I'd had fun with. She's cute. Maybe we have some fun sex, whatever. But like, it's not a pri- it's not that priority attached. It's not that connection yeah. where you're like, this is the priority. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I, no, I totally get that. It's really interesting that like there are connections like that. I think as I've gotten older, it's really helped me to not take things so personally when when love goes south mm-hmm. or or like the guy doesn't call as much. It's like, no, 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 this is good because you want someone who's crazy about you, not someone who doesn't know or isn't sure. Yeah. 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 yeah the decisiveness is really big because it's just, it shows like it shows when you feel the desire, show the desire. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to fake play it cool. During 2020, I spent a lot of time going to therapy because I mm-hmm. had this pattern of dating um, unavailable guys just yeah. over and over. Like, I think like 10 times I accidentally hooked up with guys who had girlfriends. Oh. Like, they would do something I call the roll and reveal where you, you, you're you done hooking up, roll over, and they go, hey, don't tell anyone this happened. I don't want my fiance to find out. Yo. And... And it happened like throughout my 20s. Did you coin that term? Roll, the roll and reveal? It's going to go in you an album to, for sure. TM, it's, TM, TM. Yeah, TM. <laughs> don't take that. If anyone in New York takes that, I'm going to fly across the country and sock them in the mouth. Okay? Yeah, and she'll do it. She's crazy. <laughs> We've already heard. Like, yeah, <laughs> I. you know how much time I've been spending with my boyfriend. That is not something sane people do. <laughs> and he's an Italian from Jersey, okay? He's like, he's got connections. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, he's like, yeah, my uncle's connected. I was like, what? I believe it. <laughs> Tell me about the first roll and reveal. The first, oh gosh, the first roll and reveal. The guy's name was Harrison. We were in grad school. I went to UC Santa Barbara mm. and um, like the class was pretty, pretty small. It was a bunch of like Chinese international students and then like six American students yeah. all getting our master's degrees in economics. And um, Harrison and I kind of developed this friendship and we'd walk together after class from class to the gym and we would like chit chat that like 10 minute walk every day, every day, every day. I, I wasn't on Facebook a lot because I was in grad school. I'm not going to be on Facebook. And um, and neither was he. So we didn't have like a lot of posts and updates and and all that. And I had like, I think I friended him, but he hadn't added me back. But he's like, oh, I'm barely on there. And then one day, probably like three quarters of the way through grad school, um, he's like, we should hang out. Like, why don't we get drinks? And I'm like, yeah, let's get drinks. And I'm like, Finally, I've had a crush on this guy this whole time. Mm. He's so cute. And um, we go out for drinks. After drinks, we end up going back to um, my place. We hook up. And then the next week, he just stops walking with me to class. He just ignores me. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a direct roll and reveal okay. like that. And then I start investigating um, on Facebook. And like like he had finally added me back at some point. Okay. And I start like looking through and clicking and clicking. And I start scrolling. And I see like there is a girlfriend. And the girlfriend lives an hour away. And all the, oh, I was so mad. But that was the first time I got with somebody who had a girlfriend. They didn't tell me. Did you confront him on that? I did. Oh, my God. I did go a little bit cray cray. But please be, share the cray cray. Okay. Sharing the cray cray. I To be fair, I was 22. And I everyone's think in fairness, this dude fucked you, had a girlfriend, didn't tell you. You get to go. You can Do go I get to go cray cray? You can go up to him and scream at him kind of anywhere on campus. I love the East Coast. You guys are so fun. <laughs> yeah, LA, y'all are so polite and then shit talk each other in private. 100%. It's- in LA, they'd be like, no, you don't get to have any reactions ever. What are you? Um, No, but I did, uh, I did like screenshot like the girlfriend's like Facebook. And okay. um, I think I had like a fake Facebook two made so that i would be able to tell her and i told him i was like i'm gonna tell her he's like don't you dare tell her because she like 
almost died when I was deployed to Afghanistan uh, from an eating disorder. She was so stressed out about me. And if you told her that I cheated on her, she would die. Um, And then at some point, we did have one more conversation. And he was like, you made me throw up blood. Did you go? No, no. You made you throw up blood. Right? I'm not going to kill your girlfriend. Your girlfriend's going to go have whatever happens in reaction to what your you did. Your actions, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like how he wants to pass. Here, here's my the responsibility for my decisions I made. It, it was Please all on me. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that sucked. That was the first time it happened. And then it just kept happening like once a year until I was like 28. <laughs> it's like a tradition of yours? Right? No, yeah. it was like, it was, I don't know. But what I'm told is... You know the the show Russian Doll? Yeah. It's a little bit like that. Like when you have a lesson that the universe is trying to teach you, you will do it again and again and again until you learn the freaking lesson. The fuck lesson did you have to learn there? I feel like it was, I what'd you do wrong in any of that? <laughs> I'll tell you what my therapist told me. Uh-huh. So there was two parts to this whole conundrum. One is emotional availability on my part. Okay. Right. So... The thing about people who are unavailable is that you can actually tell that they're unavailable by their actions. If they're not interested enough in you, if they're not taking the steps, and this is going to sound old-fashioned-y, like I'm trying to sell you guys on like old-fashioned dating, be like, no, the guy's got to pay for the date, and you got to go on three dates first, and then you have sex with them, all, all like, or wait longer. <laughs> um, but when guys aren't willing to put in that extra effort Mm. that's a sign that's a we'll call it a yellow flag that they might not be ready for a relationship and they don't have the time effort uh, willingness to do what's needed to be someone who's ready for like a committed thing mm-hmm. right or he doesn't like you enough or he has a girlfriend i hear la dating's really horrid for a woman oh, yeah yeah Oh, yeah. Well, there's so many beautiful women there. I mean, everybody who wants to be an actress, it's so superficial, actress, model, you name it. Like the most beautiful woman in the world moved to Los Angeles. So then you're competing with the creme de la creme. So you better go to the gym. You like I wish body positivity was even kind of an option in Los Angeles. (laughs) It doesn't feel like it. It's like, well, you can choose to be body positive and love yourself and be alone. Um, Wow. Okay. But that's like, I, I, I don't want that. Obviously, that's not the world we want to live in. But in LA, yeah. it's such a competitive dating market that you have to be like at the gym every single day. Yeah, People but the guys like, don't seem to have to face this pressure. No. There's fewer men and a lot of women um, all competing, um, all spending their life savings to get a bigger butt. What's well, like, <laughs> it. like a typical bad LA date story for you? This is my favorite bad date story recently. Okay. This guy was obsessed with Elon Musk. Uh, okay. Okay, you just twitched. You guys <laughs> yeah. can't see it, but his body language, his whole body just changed. I think his penis went inside of his body too. I yeah, think I'm right now negative one and a half inches. That's how I measure it. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was a guy who had sold a startup, um, sold a tech startup to Microsoft. So he had some money. Mm-hmm. He picks a first date at the... Uh, Beverly Plaza Hotel. So it's like a classic Beverly Hills hotel. Very expensive. Okay. And I would have been right to call this a a red flag. But I do feel like when someone goes too hard on the first date, it means they're trying too much. And like they just want to bang. Right. So they want to like just go all out. So then I feel guilty about how much money they spent. And then I give them an obligatory wank. 
but like I'm too old to not see right through it. So I'm like, oh yeah, I don't give a shit. You know, oh, you want to spend a thousand dollars on this date? Like that's your choice, buddy. That's not on me. Sounds unsustainable long term. Completely. But okay, if he wants to be crazy, he can be crazy. So I'm like, sure, I'll go. Um, especially because he chose it. I'm like, well, maybe he is a nice guy. Maybe he's just that wealthy mm. that like he doesn't give a shit and he just wants a good meal. So we go to the hotel, but like on my, it's the the restaurant in the hotel that we're going to, not the room. We have a lovely dinner, but right before dinner, like he tried to get me to go there an hour early. And this was like mid-January, so it was cold outside. He wanted me to go in the hot tub with him. I was like, oh, that's a lot for a first date. And yeah. also it's cold outside. So I will meet you for dinner. And he was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, no pressure. I'm like, okay, can't blame him for shooting a shot. Go to the dinner, lovely dinner, good conversation. By the way, pro tip, if mm. a guy sends, uh, ladies, if you're listening, um, if a guy takes you to a really fancy restaurant, go off of what he orders. Mm. Ask him what looks good. And then whatever he like points at, order that because then you're not going to go outside of his price range of comfortableness because guys can be weird with money. So that's what I do um, to not overdo it Okay, and just avoid because I don't want that weird pressure. Mm. Um, sometimes the guys kind of want you to fall into that trap of ordering something too expensive because then they can make you feel the power dynamic. But no, find out what they're getting get the exact same thing or like ask them what their two favorite things are. Get one of those. So we have a nice dinner, like nice enough, but I start picking up on this Elon Musk thing. Okay. And um, afterwards he's like, you want to go, uh, you want to go, go somewhere else? And I was like, yeah, sure. We could go to like the Hollywood improv. We could watch a show. Cause I saw like some good people were on a show. Like, yeah. Why not be in an audience for once? Yeah. Where there's, you know, witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> that too. So we're driving we're driving to the show and he's driving a Tesla, of course. Yeah. So we get in the car and he's like, I got to show you the auto driving, the automatic, the, the autonomous driving. And I was like, well, Uh-oh. I don't feel comfortable with that because yeah. my sister's an engineer and she's married to an engineer and his mom's an engineer and they're familiar with all this stuff. And they say that the fully autonomous driving is like a decade away and they're very familiar with the industry, like internally, not like what Musk says, which is just marketing hype. Right. Um, and he was like, no, it's it works. It does work though. Like Musk is is right. Like, I don't know what your friends are saying, but I'm like, my friends are engineers. They actually work on this shit. He's like, no, Musk knows what he's talking about. I'm like, okay, let's compromise. You can do the autonomous self-driving mode Mm -hmm. if we go 10 miles an hour, okay? And he goes, okay, fine. Okay, I'll show you. I'm like, all right. And then we blew right through a stop sign. Like immediately, immediately. I think it went 100 feet before fucking up. Oh, that's not where I thought the story was going to go. So this is this is somewhat reassuring. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, let's use the self-driving feature. Oh, look, my fly. It's open now. What are we going to do about that? Uh-huh. Hey, here's the receipt for dinner. Look how much I spent. We should. You want you want to? Yeah, that's why I, that's why I thought was gonna he go did try it. to get me to go up to his room. I found out after the the going out to the improv that he had gotten a room at the hotel. That's why he had access to the hot tub. Mm. So and then I was like, well, I'm going to go now. It's a lot for a first date for me, but it was nice meeting you. And yeah, we'll be in touch. And then he called me the next day and was like, I just feel like you're too much of an alpha female for me. And what a beta bitch thing to say. Yeah. 
What a loser sentence. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I've actually literally never heard a woman talk positively about a guy who really likes Elon Musk. And I think if there's any guys listening who are really into Elon Musk, I think you should really like, and if you're like, oh, why don't women like stick around with me? I just want you to like really like take that sentence in. I've never heard anyone talk about in a positive way men who are into Elon. Yeah, it's really weird. But they're, yeah. they're, the guys who are really into Elon always have some messed up quirk about them. Like this guy. They're oh convinced. Then you, know, you know what else he said? He goes, I feel like I want a girl who can sit in the passenger seat of my life. And you're kind of driving your own car in life. And yeah, yeah. I want someone in my passenger seat who's not driving her own car. So you want, you want someone who like doesn't have ambitions and is just there to support your, like, do you realize how like immature and self-centered that sounds yeah. and also how short-sighted that is because if he found said woman who had none of her own ambitions or things going on that's a temporary phase mm -hmm. that's like maybe someone in her early 20s who's still figuring it out one day that girl with nothing going on is going to figure out what she's passionate about and then she's gonna leave she's gonna take half 10 to 20 years from that Bam. that's what's gonna happen yep yeah and i told him as much mm -hmm. i was like that's not Buddy, that's not sustainable, but do you? Yeah, I, I it's, it's just so unrelatable to me to like want someone who doesn't have ambition because it's like if you don't know what you're doing with your life, it's a turnoff. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it might be like, hey, if we're friends, if we're just fucking like that's one thing. But like I anyone I'm going to spend a significant amount of my time with needs to be someone who's like driving forward and up because I want to go forward and up. And frankly, sometimes I need someone else who's doing that, too, to. That's why my boyfriend and I are, are like we've clicked so much because we're both these very driven people. Yeah. We're also both like eldest siblings. Okay. Um. So I think there's something there with just like how driven, how type A. I like we're both. I hate the word the term alpha because it's so loaded with a bunch of bullshit now. But um. But we're, apparently you're an alpha female. Hey. Apparently <laughs> we're both like alpha type people. We're go getters. Like we schedule shit. We like make life happen and move it forward and have goals and what are you doing monday okay how about su hey sunday want to be my girlfriend like i yeah like are we doing this or are we not doing this okay yeah. we're doing it well then let's go all the way you want to meet my mother okay let's fly out to new york we'll meet my mother and then i'll meet your mom and then yeah. in july we're gonna meet your dad and then like we we have it all planned out we have like our vacations and shit planned out to august i mean i think that's ambitious i'm praying we're still together in august because we've got some cool shit planned yeah but i would say it's a little early to uh you know plan vacations but do you boo boo it's like <laughs> i know i'm like so scared that like as quickly as it started it's gonna end I, like knock on wood oh my lord oh i hate to tell you that that's linoleum damn um i've I do not trust my landlord to have real wood, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually DMing about something that I that you brought up as a as, as a possible thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. like the, the, you talking about like you know the fetishization of Latinas, but also um, the idea of like, oh, how how'd you phrase it with the kind of like getting. Um, Oh, was it possession? Was it like getting yours? Was it giving it away? What? How'd oh, you okay. put it again? So, all right. I think we were connected on that, but I, I, like, I remember where I was at with it. But so I have noticed that, like, with Latinas, on the one hand, we're very fetishized, and, and we present ourselves almost playing into that sometimes, like hot Latinas. Like my mom would dress up very provocatively 
all of the time growing up. And I only later found out she'd only been with like my dad and maybe one other person in her whole life. So even though she dressed what some people would call slutty or skanky, she was anything but. Mm. And that's pretty common, I think, among Latina women. Uh, we're very like outwardly hot and then privately very conservative. And yeah, it's like this weird consistent thing. And then you brought up the fact that sometimes um, with Latin women, uh, generally with a lot of women of color, there is an attitude that's very like possessive, possession oriented towards our sexuality, not giving it like not wanting to quote, give it away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's definitely a thing. And for that reason, like we're so protective of it. Like we don't want to give it away because we know that it's so shamed. Yeah. It's uh it's it's interesting. Well, there's a side of it because you grew up really religious, and mm-hmm. there's a side of it that I think for some, like in like black and brown cultures where it's like coming from the religion, where it's the you were just taught this way to view sexuality and sex. So you're guarding it for like those reasons. But then I also see it in other parts where it's like you know that this is like valuable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're like your pussy has like a value. And so you're like giving away. What am I getting? Am I getting this dinner out of it? Like, what am I getting? And so it becomes almost like a bartering chip. I've in, seen in that. Like, yeah. But I only see that in like a more like, like lower socioeconomic situation. So like out here deep in Bushwick, I would see that, you know, where like someone's going to they're going to view the the sexuality as it's not shame. It's almost like strategy. Yes. Yeah, that is big. I um, there's a comic. I uh, won't say her name, just out of privacy. Sure. I don't know. Um, she's Peruvian and she's an LA comic, beautiful. Um, and uh, she, we used to go on the road together sometimes, and she'd always shame me because she's like, "Why are you giving it away to a man who's not even owning a home?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she was really big on like withholding her sexuality unless she was getting something very material and fast forward to now she's with a guy who's like quite a bit older but she's driving a benz yeah and is a, has like a swanky apartment in marina del rey so i've been told it's like okay i mean she played her cards right she withheld her her sexuality until she found the right guy who was willing to trade or, or essentially pay the price for being involved with her physically yeah but then like where's the role of pleasure in any of that and i think part of that is like when we have dudes who are not like putting effort into like get with like their women partners off right then it's like well what is even the purpose of doing the sex thing i guess it is like this bartering chip because like what else could i possibly get an orgasm that's that's impossible i mean or is it because everybody well, to has them, different like the, kinks. The, well, the people so like in their like, own head, I think they're thinking like, well, I'm going to give it up to a guy who's not going to make me come. Then I better at least get, get something, something. Mm-hmm. out of it. Whereas in if they were having casual sex with dudes who were competent in bed, would they view if they knew there was more competency out there, would they view it the same way is what I guess where I think of it. That's a great question. I counter that with this um, with what this comic would say. I am turned on by the BMW, okay? Like she would be like this this apartment is the turn on. Sure. You know what I mean? Like she just wouldn't be able to get aroused by a broke dude. Like mm. it just would be such an uncomfortable situation for her. She'd be like, "Ugh, I'm wasting my time." I'm I can role out. play in a suit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and that is how a lot of of especially Latinas, I can't I 
can't speak to other women sure. of color, especially like, I, I really feel like the more close I become with the, the black women in my life, the more I see like their culture is so different sure. from Latino culture. So I just, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, we're we're big on that. That is huge. Is is exchanging our sexuality for material things, and I think it's cultural. It goes back to you know what things were like in the countries our families are from. Um, my mom was telling me like there are women who will get with a guy who's like sixty five, but he has tracts of land mm-hmm. because that's how you get your family ahead. It, you you make a strong strategic choice in who you partner up with. That's what your sexuality is for. It's not for just like fucking around for your pleasure like you get a vibrator for your pleasure your sexuality is for establishing a home and establishing a life for for binding families binding or families. you know mm-hmm. these quote-unquote corporations these familial corporations like that's what yeah, it's for Whereas very it, much we've got mm-hmm. this americanized you know look on sex where like it can be this thing that's also just fun yeah because we can afford to if you happen to find somebody who you are attracted to and can make that exchange and build a family with Bonus. Yeah, bonus. It, 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 hey, if love is involved, cool, but not the priority. Exactly. Or, or the way my mom frames it, you can become in love when you look past the outside. You, you kind of can convince yourself that this person is attractive. She'll, she's always like, because she wants me to like have a family soon. I'm not even that old. I'm like in my early, early thirties. Yeah. Um, so like. On white people time, I'm so young. Oh, my right. God. <laughs> but on Latino time, she's like, TikTok, you know what? Maybe motherhood isn't for everybody. I give mm-hmm. up. I'm like, Mom, you don't have to give up on me yet. Yeah. Um, but um, she's always pushed me to look past what's on the outside or to try and like look at the personality, find a guy who's good to me, who treats me well, and make that the turn on, mm-hmm. not like, does he have a cute jawline? Does he have abs? That's actually a nice thing, you know, to to not be so superficial. That's yeah. that's a that's a good thing. Should be like find find what you do like in a guy. Like, does he have pretty eyelashes? Like, he might be out of shape, but like his eyes are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have to have uh, you know ten out of ten of the physical attractive traits that you like. If they have two out of ten, just really focus on those two things. <laughs> I'm like okay that's not the worst advice in the world and i followed it and and found myself in a really great relationship the one before the one i'm in now mm. that one didn't work for other reasons just different communication styles okay um but uh but that was a really healthy one and i was really surprised because remember when i started dating that person i was like i don't know how into them i am was that because of how they looked or because they, they were broke or no what? they weren't broke um they're like really accomplished, successful person, and I liked how he treated me. Another comic? Me. No. Okay. Um, I like how he treated me, and um, we had great conversation, great intellectual chemistry. But he wasn't my usual physical type. Okay. But I followed my mom's advice. I was like, Focus on the things that you do like about this person, and I'm like, well, I like his personality. I like how he treats me. I'm like physically. I'm like, okay, he has nice shoulders. Um, <laughs> And he has nice eyes. You're describing like my biggest fears and insecurity pretty much my entire like adult life, which is like I want like um, I want someone to be one. I am learning that there are women who are just doesn't know anything about the guy and are attracted to dudes who are not like mostly in shape fit guys. There are chicks who are into schlubbier looking dudes just physically. Mm hmm. 
that's been helpful uh, for me to not like hate myself every day. But uh, like I've always been like terrified that someone would be with me uh, for the personality stuff or that's why I always thought I offered. It was like. I mean, that's part of why the guy broke up with me because he he saw very accurately exactly what was happening. What was happening. And he was like, no, I want somebody who's turned who's genuinely turned on by Mm -hmm. me. Like from head to toe. I want to feel am. desired. I want to feel like a hot piece of ass. Even if I'm not the hot piece of ass you see on this magazine cover, like I want whoever is with me like to be like, I'm wet just by looking at your body. Yeah. Whatever the body is. And that's how I feel about the guy I'm dating right now. It yeah, is not how get, I felt let me, about let that me guess. boyfriend. He's got more than just good shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when you would choose the attraction, because I think what you're describing with your mom was like, you can choose to love, like love as a choice, attraction as a choice, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When you were choosing and you'd be attracted, you found out how to be attracted. I've actually heard like sex workers describe this, particularly like, I remember the first time I spoke to like a male escort for women, I was hmm. like, what do you do when you're not like attracted to her? He's like, I find something I'm attracted to. And then I focus on that. Cause I was like, you know, it's a little difficult for someone with a dick to fake that then right like uh, yeah you know, uh, well, the right? you just use lube yeah 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 you just use lube i was like besides like a pill like even if you use a pill you still have to get into an arousal headspace for the pill to work you can't just also like people people hard. recognize micro expressions so you can like you, we are not daniel day lewis at the end of the day <laughs> like if you really aren't into somebody and i remember like having this happen that was this is part of why that relationship didn't work out there yeah. were times where like i didn't want to look at his face Ooh, that's tough. That is tough. Um, early, early on, as I grew more attached, I started to love his face mm-hmm. and like deeply loved him mm-hmm. at a point. Um, but that took time. But at the beginning, I was still finding that attraction. When you're and when you get to that point of attraction, I guess what I was trying to get to was like when you get to that point of attraction, is the attraction? And I'll try to describe this as best I can. Because I don't know if I have the language for it. But is it like, is it in your head? Like, is the attraction up here? Or do you eventually get to a place where like you're sincerely like your body, your pleasure center is becoming aroused at the sight of this? Or are you like intellectually turned on? It's Does that make sense? It's genuine. Like, like, are you seeing the person? Did you get to a point where you could like see him and get like wet or is it like a head thing you're like no i'm into this person i mean i'd I'm- have to be in the headspace but eventually it was organic and physical okay um but it did take time i was not that way the first month or so yeah. or a couple months it, it took i forgot um, that like a month is a very long time in a relationship for you oh <laughs> you're like after a month come on like where's the ring babies we know <laughs> exactly <laughs> no but it, yeah it, it took um, a month maybe two months to then really like relax into it and be like, this is my guy. I really like that. I really like this guy. Okay. Um, How long did that relationship last? Four months. Four months. And like when he- June through October. When he, oh, this is like last year. No, 2021. Oh, okay, okay. And when he kind of approached, confronted, whatever brought up that he's like, I can tell you're not into it. What was that conversation? What was it like? What did it feel like to be on the receiving end of that? For um, it to be like almost like found out? Uh, gosh, it was- it was pretty rough and it was actually really confusing because I'd spent those three months like or four months like leaning, like convincing myself, convincing myself mm-hmm. uh, that that I was into him. And also I had my guard up. I'm I do tend to have my guard up a lot. OK. And um, and then he introduced me to his parents. So at, at around four months 
And um, once he introduced me to his parents, my guard went down and all of a sudden the feelings were like a rush. They went from like maybe a, a 40% level to like, oh, I'm at a 90, baby. I think I'm in love with you. You're feeling owned. You're feeling claimed. Sure. I'm feeling claimed. I'm feeling like- What we talked like, about in the beginning? Yes. And I'm like, oh, he must be real for me. Like he must be serious about me. I can safely fall in love now. Your kink. Yeah. And, uh, and then like less than two weeks later, he dumped me. Because And he said, it's because I can tell, I can tell you're not that into me and I've been noticing it and it's little things here, little things there. And I'm like, but I am, but you know what? I didn't cry during the breakup. Like I didn't even protest it. I, I handled it really well. And I think I handled it well because I knew deep down that I wanted more. I want like what I have with the person I'm with now where I was like, where I would say with, with the guy I'm with now, I'm like, holy shit, you're hot. Like I don't even have to, I don't have to convince myself because yeah. he's just objectively like, God damn, that guy's into me. Oh, like you guys, can we just pause and appreciate like how hot my boyfriend is right. and he's into me. But like, I'm glad I didn't settle because I get to have this and hopefully it works out. Um. So yeah, the, the breakup, it hurt, but also a part of me knew like, no, he's right. We both deserve more mm -hmm. than whatever this is it was like a, you know it could have been a good relationship but i think ultimately was doomed okay I just didn't have the gas okay cat thanks for coming on and sharing mm -hmm. uh some fun sex stories about that weird fucking elon bro um that's it's just so it, silly it hurts my feelings how many of that is out there and uh again if you're listening to this and you are like, but no, no, Elon is brilliant. I just wanted you to like think, how much sex have you had? How much repeat sex have you had? If it's not much, that might be a factor. Maybe play down the Elon thing. Listen to the women you kind of want to have sex with. And like when they keep shitting on Elon, maybe it's because Elon's actually not brilliant. I don't know. I just, I heard if you listen to them, you might increase whatever you're trying to get. There is <laughs> more people to make your hero. Yeah, <laughs> definitely more. Yeah. One of them might even be a woman. I don't want to be crazy or what? something. What? Like, no. It could be. No way. Could be. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. Cat Alvarado. Future hero? Maybe. Maybe? Possible. It's in the cards. Big deck of cards, but like Huge it's deck. one of but the it's cards. it's one of them. It yes. is. <laughs> I'm not in the deck for sure. Um, I'm, I'm only a hero to dudes who really need to deprioritize sex in their lives. <laughs> Kat, you have an album coming out. It's called Off White, right? Off White. Yes. O-F-F dash white w-h-i-t yeah um i <laughs> when's it coming out again may 26 i'm so excited it's like the culmination of 10 years of comedy for me and uh yeah it's i'm proud of it i'm proud of it it's it was a wild ride i was sick for the two months before we recorded it because oh, no. i was that stressed out about it but then i felt better afterwards so <laughs> well i i've listened to it i had i had good laughs it was my it was my going to and from trader joe's uh Listen for the day. Okay. Uh, and I very much enjoyed it. Listen for the Nazi bit. It's good. Uh, it's the lobster. Is lobster the, to go. Lobster to go. Yeah, that was a fun story. Uh, and by the time people hear this, it will 
be out. So I'll have a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But Kat, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you and follow you elsewhere? Totally. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Cat Alvarado. That's C A T A L V A R A D O. I'm also on TikTok. Love a good spelling, by the way. <laughs> Not enough people know they need to spell the fucking name. Right. Oh, I, I know. know how to spell it. I know because you could spell cat with a K. Alvarado. Yeah. Oh my I'm god. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm like, what? Well, you? I'm not going to the show notes. Well, what am I, a loser? Like, right? Oh my goodness. No, it, I w- went to a hotel the other day because I had the, the conference. It was a gig, and they couldn't find my name. And it turns out it was spelled with an E. I'm like, it's Alvarado with an A. Yeah. Goodness gracious. But uh, yeah, you can find me on TikTok <laughs> at Cat Alvarado Comedy. And uh, and and there you go. I'm not on the other ones yet, but I'll I'll go there eventually to like a mastodon or something. But I'm waiting to see which one uh, is king, and then I'll head over. <sighs> yeah, it's just like how many of these do you really want me to make? I can't keep up. I don't want to do it. I'm gonna stick on Twitter where like I have some people. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like AOC can move because like everyone will follow her wherever she goes. But like, who? What? They're not. You're not coming over to me. So I'm just gonna stay here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay put till I know what the next move is. But we're gonna go collectively. <laughs> As a group over there. <laughs> well, uh, and also, yeah, go follow her just to see like how long this relationship lasts. Um, yeah, like, I'll post. I hope, if it doesn't, you'll know. Good. I <laughs> hope you and your boyfriend are still together when this episode comes out on Wednesday. Same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed, because that would be a lot. I was like, do I even talk about my boyfriend or am I going to jinx it? I hope I don't jinx it. But if you talk about a jinx and you undo the jinx, I think that's how it works. That might be science. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I am I am rooting for the two of you anxiously attached people to be too scared to leave each other. How's that? Yes. yes I hope fear keeps you together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kat, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I should circle back to Kat about a month from now and just be like, so how's it going? Are y'all still together? One month. Godspeed to those two. The best place to discuss this week's show is in the episode discussion channel in The Champagne Room, our super free, super fun, super sex positive Discord server. Link in the show notes to join the conversation. You can email me your comments, your advice questions, your criticisms your ManhorCon queries to manhorpod at gmail.com. And I think longtime fan whores know that I am a uh, I am a Gemini. Sometimes I am whatever astrological sign is most compatible with sleeping with me, but in real life, I am a Gemini. And my birthday's coming up June 5th. And for my birthday, I want to give you a present. Isn't that weird? Not really normally how birthdays work. But yes, you heard me right. I want to give you a present for my birthday. Let's just say for the month of June, if you share the link to the Man Whore podcast on one of your main social media, I mean the one that has your real name on it, the one your friends interact with you on, that can be Instagram stories, that can be your Facebook, I love the Facebook one still because I'm old. You can make a ticky talky uh, Twitter, I don't know if, if you can do something on Pinterest, but I'll count it. Share a link to the Man Whore Podcast on Main. Tag me or send me a screenshot, and then I will send you some free Man Whore Podcast stickers. I know some of y'all are shy about listening to my podcast. I'm like your guilty pleasure. I'm just like your foot fetish porn. You're like, I fucking love it, and I don't want anyone to know about it. But I'm asking for my birthday. 
help spread the word, help grow the show. Some sample posts you could make are, wow, this guy is so funny. It's okay to lie to your friends. Oh my God, this podcast, it's so funny. Or you could say, OMG, these dating stories are crazy. You might want to go the apologetic route. You can be like, oh yeah, I know the title, but hey, give this guy a chance. He's actually awesome. Whatever you choose to say, tag me, send me a screenshot. I'm going to send you some free stickers. It would make my birthday and birthday month the fucking happiest. But if you insist on giving me a gift, it's always going to be to join my Patreon. If you all chipped in just two bucks a piece, my stresses would be lifted, which makes me a happier whore. Plus, there's a bonus episode with Cat Alvarado coming out exclusively for my $5 and up members tomorrow on Patreon. Become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast. But seriously, I would really love for you to openly claim me and not be like one of my ex-girlfriends who, in our year and a half together, never posted me on Maine. Links to anything and everything you could need are in the show notes, people. Next week, uh, I've, I've got the multi-amory crew joining me. Yeah, all three of them at once. It's a nice, big, fun, podcasty foursome with the most wholesome relationships podcasters that I know. But until then, stay slutty. Stay slutty.